Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion, hosted by Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. Okay, I'm, I have been thinking about things all summer to talk to you guys about, and this one I'm very excited about. And I, it's not a question because I'm actually bringing you a concept that I have percolated on. And I would love to hear, cause I feel like you guys will have some really interesting things to weigh in on that. For the okay, record, so. she wouldn't give us any information. And <laughs> yeah. so she's got the whole summer to percolate it. <laughs> We're coming in cold. Completely cold, raw, <laughs> but curious. Raw, raw opinions, raw conversations. I put on deodorant, so I'm good. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm already sweating. <laughs> All right. Sweating. So, um, I've been having, um, a lot of conversations with a friend of mine. We, we actually, it's really cool. Bi-weekly, we're doing kind of these intuitive readings for each other. So she's an intuitive. I, I also identify that way. And we bring like, we're almost like doing coaching or, um, reciprocative, uh, readings for one another every other week. And it's been really, really great. And so we're like talking through various challenges. And of course, there's a lot of overlap because I feel like that's what happens, right? You line up with someone who's in a very similar place on the spiral that you are. And, uh, and so we were talking about, um, like, you know, kind of like you have to raise your vibration. So if you want to like manifest certain things or you want to do things, you have to like, quote unquote, raise your vibration. And we were talking about what we feel like that, that actually means, because I actually think, and this is what I've been like working with and downloading and is, I think it's been, is been very globally misunderstood. I feel like we have miscommunicated, raise your vibration with be positive. And I actually yeah. don't think- but yeah <laughs> they're the same thing <laughs> i think that raising your vibration can be like a deep ugly gross shadow work or unearthing vulnerabilities or digging through shame or whatever but i think people think it means you have to be in the best possible mind space or you have to be going through the best possible things and i know you guys are gonna have lots to say about this so that's my that's my topic of conversation is what does it actually if someone is looking to manifest things in their lives and they're looking to raise their vibration what do you think that looks like you have to cry when you need to cry and you have to get angry when you need to get angry and you need to feel all of the shitty hard feelings that you have deemed as negative and completely rewrite the story of what is a positive feeling and what is a negative feeling because it's actually only you that attaches to what that fucking feeling means. Excuse my French. Yeah. I fell into such false positivity PS when I got into manifesting a law of attraction and that is not what it means at all. Amen. Yeah. I think that false positivity, like I have that group high vibe education and I'm like, fuck, how am I? Oh, sorry. I'm like, I'll just add adjectives to this season. It's fine. Yeah. Let's just swear. We grew up this season. Now we swear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I literally just yesterday and the day before I was like, do I change this? But then to me, it's like high vibe. Uh, I do believe it is in a higher frequency, but you have to do the shadow work and the dark work to get there. So I, I do think that the, the frequency elevates that um, when we communicate it is light from the highest source um, with with the channel the universe but that doesn't mean that you are always bypassing your emotions through positivity talk or always seeing the the message I think that there is lessons and teachings in every aspect of our lives but you're not going to tell someone who just lost their partner that oh, they're just really elevating here that they've just learned the best lesson ever. Like that's not, they don't want to hear that. And maybe, um, 
I don't know, my, my poor mother, but she, she lost her, um, I'm saying my poor mother cause she's my mother and I, I spill the beans on her, but, um, she lost her partner five years ago and in, in no way would she have ever thought that she could move on from that. But now the growth that she's experienced over this time and the strength that she gained from having to stand on her own after losing him, like she has just become such a different person and with so much depth and strength. And, um, I just don't know if that would have been possible, you know, without that. So there are those dark, dark moments that are, are growing and expanding and breaking us open. I mean, like, like the, the worst kind of break possible and that you do grow from that and your frequency rises from that, but it's going to look really messy and we won't be able to know why it's happening that's, that's kind of what i want to get after too though is the idea that when you're going through something you're not necessarily in a low vibration like basically no. this is what i'd like to argue is like that people that are going through like like that are just like living their best life quote unquote very positive very happy and stuff they're not necessarily engines for manifesting. Like, it's just not like, it's not the point A to point B. Sorry, Jen, give me one second. And that you can be depressed and manifest great things. You can be grieving and manifest great things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the high vibration is being receptive to the human experience. And the more welcoming you are of that experience and everything that it's offering you, that is the high vibration. So it's not that there's like, okay, happiness is a high vibration emotion depression is a low vibration emotion i i don't think that it's that cut and dry as far as like emotions it's and look at jen you're so excited you're on the edge of your seat and i'm just living for it <laughs> and so i just think it's like this like i embrace what i am here to experience that to me is the high vibe but okay jen go ahead yes that is exactly it i think when you are trying to be high vibe which is actually bypassing what you're actually feeling and then you're like this law of manifestation shit doesn't work it's because you're bypassing something there's something there's a part of you that has feelings that need to be heard seen felt valued and you can yesterday i bawled my eyes out all damn day there were probably four hours that i didn't cry or tear or weep and i had thirty one hundred dollars cash come in it is not because i am sitting there going i'm so high vibe i'm just a magnet come on bring me all the money bring me all the good things no because i was honoring my fucking feelings Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm an F-bomb magnet for this mm -hmm. episode. Apologies to all little ears. I will try to keep it under control. That's okay. Uh, but I do think, <laughs> right? Just again, I think it truly is just like when I, like, because I go through this with clients all of the time when they are telling me that something doesn't work for them that they're trying to bring into their life it's because they're trying to force something. So whether they're forcing po false positivity or they're, for it's, it's typically that they're, if they don't truly want it in the fashion that they think they want it. Um, and therefore it's not going to come into your life just because you said you should come into my life this way. Like I see it all the time with cash, right? Like I, I was talking to a client the other day, she wants $50,000. 
Cool. Why? Well, it sounds like a good number. Okay. But like, you got to break that down of like, why that sounds like a cool number to you. Like, you, yes, you will intuitively come up with a number often that you want in your life, but there's usually so much attachment to it of what you will lose or sacrifice for that to come in that it's not actually the amount that's important to you. And sometimes it's higher and sometimes it's lower in my opinion, but it has nothing to do with what anybody else has to say. There's no logic involved. I have a visualization to add to that. I just had it downloaded to me as you were talking. I think that grand word is surrender. And so if you can see your body and all your control and your attachments to outcomes as weights, and if you surrender, that's where the elevation takes place. You become light, you elevate, you float. And that's in surrendering to every emotion, every experience. I had that happen to me. The same thing, uh, you were crying yesterday. I was weeping too. I thought it was the cacao. <laughs> I just started introducing that into my morning ritual and uh, feeling very emotional and connected. But on the full moon, I went into prayer and I always am like ready to release something on full moons. And this time it was like, I just got to tell you moon, I'm stuck. I'm stuck as fuck. And then immediately my mind went into how do we control this? How do we, how do we become unstuck? You have all these tools, you have all these things. And I, I watched my spirit unwind all of that and say, just sit here and feel this stuck this is the lesson for you be here and then i went uh i closed off my ceremony and i went to bed and lo and behold at midnight pow pow pow, pow all, of, all of my answers came through just as i was ready to go to bed that i'd been struggling with and so it is like that moment where you're like okay this is where i'm at and i'm honoring where i'm at it's like that's like okay you can have the key now open the door. I believe that if we push that away, we, we just push the key further and further away. It takes us longer to get there. It doesn't mean you'll never get there, but until you surrender, you're not getting there. I look at that as like, just be, because sometimes I think even when we have all of the tools, we're still in doing mode rather than just being mode. And we're attaching things to, well, I need to do this to get out of a funk or get unstuck or feel less shitty or whatever that is. And I think a lot of people get stuck there so often instead of just like, what if I just accepted myself as I'm being right now? Like mm -hmm. yesterday, it was like, what if just, I'm enough right now? Right now. This just is enough. I am. What if I can just sit on the couch in the dark, close the curtains and just cry if I want to cry? Mm -hmm. What if that doesn't mean anything extra? What if that doesn't mean I'm not successful or that I'm not a good person or that I'm not strong or that I'm not whatever it is? What if I just get to be? I, I'm going to branch this into another topic because I feel like it's just naturally segueing there. If I'm going off, let me know. Um, I've been doing a lot of like uh, inquiry, like self-inquiry on like what is shadow work? Like really, what is it? Because um, I feel like I've kind of like dove into like a new experience of what that means for me. And I realized something because I'm, I'm teaching a workshop on this weekend and the way that I uh, do 
like the way that I do workshops, this sounds terrible, but I just put them out there and then trust that the agenda will create itself. Like as in, I'm like, oh, this feels important to talk about. I have no plan of action. I don't know how this is going to work. Like I just never know, but I like put it out there. We'll see what happens. But then mm -hmm. I start getting a lot of downloads the week before, right? Yeah. And then the agenda creates itself. It's mm -hmm. beautiful and stress-free, which is nice. So yeah. one thing that came through that I thought was amazing and I want to like put like a trigger warning on because I'm going to talk a little bit like I'm gonna, I might use the word abusers and I want to also caveat this with this does not um in any way uh address anything that would be like child abuse as in if you were abused as a child that to me is not what I'm talking about but um two adults that get into a mutually consensual relationship where one of them becomes abused and the other is the abuser. That's kind of what I'm talking about here. Fully developed frontal cortexes, et cetera. Um, is if you, I love you. Like, I just love you. I'm just going to put the caveat in that you're over 25 and your frontal cortex is completely fine. Brainstem fully developed. We're yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, if, if we're like in full uh, integration of self, meaning that we have self-accepted, self-integrated, and we're, I'm talking about, I've identified I can be manipulative. And when I do that, I can be passive aggressive. And when I do that, I can be controlling, I can be malicious, I can be like identifying all of these things that I am capable of as a part of the vast human that I am and, and this diverse human. Now, if I, if I self-identify those qualities and I've authentically integrated them and I've like made space for them in myself, it is now impossible for me to become, uh, it is impossible for me to be in an abusive relationship because my flaws, quote unquote, my shadows cannot be weaponized to be used against me. Like it's impossible. So it's, it's not like, I don't want to say you're like, unaffected you are like you're you're kind of unaffected like someone says like you're this or you're that or whatever or like gaslighting or whatever it doesn't work anymore because you're fully integrated of self and i feel like if you're not fully integrated of self and who knows like maybe we get fully integrated of self maybe we go through ebbs and flows of being integrated maybe it's this like one big arc i don't really know when the integration happens if it's periods if it's when you're 99 years old that part I'm not even certain on and maybe it's different for everybody. Maybe it never really happens, but I feel like the closer we are to that full integration of self, it becomes impossible for others to make any sort of abuse or influence on, on us, like kind of thing. Totally. So it, like identifying and accepting the shadow, the ugly parts of ourselves is the best way to be completely immune to injury from someone else. Yeah. obviously not physical uh people so just like trying to like however <laughs> even if you take your concept further i don't think physical abuse would come into it because you would have um such an inner strength and boundary towards that already that yeah. nobody would even think of doing it it's kind of like uh when we went live i've had friends in the industry go live on a controversial topic and be bullied to shit I did not get one bullying message from that controversial topic on that live mm -hmm. because I'm just not there for it. Yeah. Like, it's just not there. However, today I feel like I messaged you guys before this morning. I'm like, I'm raw. I'm fully aware. I'm raw. Just so you know, I will be triggered by freaking 
a sneeze in the wrong way <laughs> is what I feel like. But I'm also not going to put myself now into a situation that I could have backlash because I know I have too much emotional charge with it is how I look mm. at it. And wounded. Sorry, Jen. No. Um, funny you bring this up because in the springtime, I, I was seeing a lot of my triggers and how um, the vicious cycles that had been repeated in my life I was a straight up volunteer for. And so in my intimate relationship, I was, I could like, I did a lot of work internally in the springtime and it got so, uh, I don't, I want, I don't want to say dark, but it did get dark. And I was like, do I really want to keep doing this work? Because this is too much. Like I had to take responsibility and accountability for a lot of the things that had been happening in my current relationship and past relationships and living it out in this, in this relationship and seeing like how I let him trigger me. I actually liked it. And then I would give him the same response every time. And we would play this game of teeter totter. And it was like, we couldn't get off. But then when I saw, oh my gosh, like, um, you, you see that you get, you open that opportunity for people. It's like your nervous system is craving it, sending out the signals, the pheromones, give this to me. I will take the bait. Um, that was really hard to sit with. I, I would cry and say like, but how do you, it's just like being burned. How do you undo what you already know? So there is not really an, an opportunity to turn back unless you really go um, and disconnect from yourself. So that was a big struggle for me and listening to you guys talk about this brings up a lot of that, but um, staying steady on that course and, and watching it, your whole relationship can shift and turn and, and relationships that you thought you'd have to give up on all of a sudden change when you're both willing to sit there in the fire together. So that's like, that's my personal experience with that in my intimate relationship. And I've also had it with my children. And, um, thanks to, um, the, uh, four truths, I believe it is. I worked through that with my son is, is this true? How can I know it's true? Um, you know, like the, I, obviously I can't, um, map them all off the top of my head, but there are, um, that's a really great tool to dig into. Am I reacting from a space of wound? Yes. You just described my question. 2021. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That's all I want to say. You just, you like literally just described my ear, different context, okay. same shit. Yeah. yeah. So I have a question for both of you then. Um, you were saying that it felt so dark. First off, it's radical personal responsibility. In my opinion, it is what that is. And I don't think people fully understand what that concept means and how effing uncomfortable that concept is and a willingness to be completely uncomfortable for the long term, um, for the long term greater good is how I look at it. So you were saying that it felt really dark and heavy. Maybe I'm putting words in your mouth actually during that time. But now that you're on the other side of it, or if you feel on the other side of it, or if there's been a past scenario time where you've also done similar work, do you feel like it was worth it? Mm -hmm. I would say it felt painful. The more that I think about it, it felt painful to look at 
how I contributed to it. And all of my protection mode wanted to be like, nope, can't look here. And like, you know, you kept wanting to look out. So um, that's like, we don't fight anymore. We used to, um, it was odd. It, we, we were in such a pattern. So when the boys would go to um, their dad's house every second weekend, we would be so excited. And that's like, it's always, there's this expectation, right? We'd be excited to have, not that I'm excited that my kids are leaving, but that there would be a, an opportunity to spend connected time together and not feel like we're leaving anyone out. And then we'd get in a fight and we'd go to bed early. And it was like, it was so predictable, like clockwork. And we did that for so long. Finally, after all this work, we were both like, okay, the weekend's coming up. <laughs> and, and we had to like really look at all of the factors that kept like leading uh, us to this space. It was like, it was almost like we saved that time to fight. Like, oh, the, you know, the boys are here. Well, we'll get it out when they're gone. And um, all of that pent up kind of energy and patterning. It was patterning. And to look Patter at my part in that patterning is painful. And your ego wants to, to not let you do that. It wants to just be like, well, that's clearly a him problem. <laughs> clearly. If I, clearly. If I could, from like the relating yeah. standpoint, like from basically the same place, or, and I don't know, this is what was my experience was I had to become very disillusioned to the fact that I thought I had made so much spiritual. I'm like, no, but look at all this growth I've done. Look at all this self-awareness I've built. Yeah. Look at all this work I've done. How can I possibly have been contributing all this time? How could I possibly be responsible for this? No, 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 no. Like this isn't happening. And all of a sudden I had to be like, oh, did you check out that superiority like issue or uh, dysfunction that you have? Like, did you, yeah, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I have a superiority complex and I had no idea like and then um yeah just like disassembling this role self and how this was the other thing uh was my kind of crisis triggered me to investigate other relationships in my life like basically kind of going like what relationships have you you know started maintained or like sustained because they are like you're they're filling or accommodating this role they match what you built. believe yeah and I was like oh my god and I literally like like in the most crass way sat down and when I have never like asked myself these very simple questions was like how do I feel around this person this person this person this person and then identifying versus like what role do they fill in my wounds and am I filling in theirs? Like, so I, I had to, there was this one relationship. I was like, why are we friends? Like, it was very apparent to me. Like I, this person, I did not feel good around before, during, after. And I could tell, I feel like there would be the same. They would not feel good before, during, after. And we only became friends because of those like wound compliments, like this puzzle piece of like, well, I'm hurt here and you make that feel better. Oh, good. Well, I'm hurt here and you make that feel better. Okay, great. Let's come together. It's not actually for the greater good of either of us, like at the true root of it but we're just more kind of like almost it's like almost codependency and I was just like oh my god my brain broke and so it's been revolutionary for for me and even though as much as I have hated what I went through this year and like loathed every moment of it and the shame that I've had to unpack and the guilt and the like I, I would, for me, like, uh, so Melanie says painful. I would say I like ashamed, absolutely deeply 
like irrevocably ashamed of myself and who I am or was as a person. Like these, the string of words that is most popular in my brain right now is I am garbage. And it keeps kind of coming up because I thought I was at a place and I had masked myself into believing that I was this person and to find out I'm not that person was like, was very emotional, was very heartbreaking and to be accountable for it. Like, and then the shame itself, I was like, well, that's interesting. You're feeling shame, which means I'm judging the experience and the shame, like, cause shame is different than guilt. Guilt is like, um, so more surface shame is like, as, as a human being, I do not feel worthy of existing kind wrong. of a thing. Yeah. So, um, even just like sitting with that and going, Oh, that's interesting. Where does that come from? Why is that there? And um, yeah, there's just been so, so much that I've been able to like, look at it. And I would say I'm definitely not past it. I'm still going through it. Um, but I, what's yeah. that? Do we ever, right? I think that they, these woundings will keep whenever you take the eye off, they'll be like, Oh, Hey girl. I, here's what I feel about it. This is the analogy that came into my mind. It was kind of funny, um, is I feel like it's actually like renovating your house. So you take everything apart. It's a big <laughs> yes. mess for a really long time. And then it does look nice for a while and then time passes and eventually you're gonna have to renovate again. Like I, so I, I don't know if it's like, it's not ever complete in that sense, but you do get, to, I do believe that I have like a place of peace coming. I'm just not settled into it yet, but I have come to a place of peace in my garbage, which is kind of nice in and of itself. Like I'm Oscar the Grouch hundred percent. Like I'm here and I'm living for it and I'm just fine with it. Like I stink right now and it has to be okay. And Did I'm you? not identifying I'm as like this peaceful self that I know I can be because I'm just like allowing the process to occur <laughs> that you've identified with for so long. Did you have a lot of support Tanya when you were going through that or did you do it on your own? Um, mostly by myself. Um, especially because I, I like had a lot of support from my husband, but I saw it being quite burdensome on him too, eventually. Right. Like, of course it, it does when you bring someone a problem to which there's no solution, it's going to get like frustrating. So I eventually, um, conquered a lot of it on my own. And then with, uh, I've mentioned, I have these intuitive conversations with my friend, um, that was really supportive and helpful or has been, cause we're continuing. So that's been really supportive and helpful as well. And then, um, just those moments of like, like having, you know, pure downloads and, and so I don't feel alone in it, but it, the human self may be more alone, but the spirit self, not alone. Interesting. I found a different podcast that I was listening to that the lady supported me through it without even knowing that she was. But um, it's easy to see like hearing you speak about that and going into that shame and shame is where you are fundamentally wrong as a human, not this situation is wrong, I am wrong. And that's like, that's a big load to carry. And so you can see how people turn away from this and they don't do the work and they do everything they can to run away from this work is because it is hard. It is hard. So I, that's why I was curious about support. For me, I found uh, listening to podcasts that mirrored where I was at working through, um, listening to ones about gaslighting. Cause had, I did not know that I was gaslighting myself a lot of times. Like I would literally set the flame <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like we, 
go ahead sorry i'll just i just want to be like fully accountable and, and honest i did read a lot of books and the books were mind-blowingly helpful in a weird way like in an do you have one that that you would recommend yes however uh to protect the identities of the people involved i cannot share <laughs> said okay. book title so uh, if you contact me privately i will happily do that um i don't feel comfortable sharing it publicly because i don't i'm trying to share my experience and end of the story without yeah. and the title is very giving away <laughs> the title is very exposing to who this uh, it was involved and yeah. so i don't yeah anyways this was my journey and i'm happy to support anyone that's similar but please contact me privately and i'll i'll do that yeah i am of the belief as somebody who has and i'm not pedestaling myself i know the work never ends and i will continue to go through the work and it pops up at the most inconvenient times <laughs> uh, however i do think where i am now it is possible the duality is possible for me that i can do the heavy work and the deeper work and still have the peace at the same not necessarily in the exact same moment but a little bit of it in the exact same moment because i know what it does for me I just know it's always working out for me is my true belief. And so when I am like in the thick of it and getting down to the dirties of it, I just do have this piece of like, no, I meant to work through this. And it gives me my human peacefulness in the experience, the human experience that I am going through. Yeah. And the, the age old um, wisdom that nothing lasts forever is mm -hmm. another thing to kind of hang on to. Do you work through it on your own, Jen, or do you like to reach out? Like when you're going through that, what does that look like for you? I do quite a bit of it on my own now. That being said, I spent three years doing heavy duty work with a ton of different mentors mm -hmm. because I didn't feel equipped to know what I was doing. I did. I wanted to go really deep and I didn't know how to really go deep within myself at that time. Yeah, and I feel like that I, resistance and avoidance, like I was saying. I knew I was resisting yeah. tons of shit and I wanted, um, there was actually one mentor that I stopped working with because she wasn't, her humanness at that time in her life wasn't allowing her to be complete. Yeah, like she just couldn't at that time. and. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's for a reason for whatever, you know, like I don't uh, judge that or have a negative feeling around that, but it was a really hard realization uh, mm -hmm. for my own self because it was somebody that I quite pedestaled and admired in a very different way. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like when we are going through something like that and we desire to work through it quicker, that there are people out there that can help us with that. And it's our humanness that thinks we need to do it alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. That was a, that was a great topic. And I loved this yeah. at the end. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love that we're smudging. And <laughs> I, I smudged also, the computer when we had uh, audio. Problems. I have also smudged many times this morning. <laughs> As I sit down. Wow.
Thank you, Tanya, for bringing that uh, up. And actually, it comes at a beautiful time for me because I was going to go through and change all of my my group name. It's on my website. All my education programs are called High Vibe Education. And uh, you know, I think what this brought for me is that I don't have to change the name, but I want to explain the name. And I, I'm so uh, grateful for that. You just saved me a ton of work. Oh, and I wonder if happy. you even have to explain it. You might have to explain it, but I wonder if you even like energetically explain it for your own self. Like I've completely shifted my business in the last six months, mm -hmm. but only done it from an energetic standpoint. And it's really fascinating to me how that has shifted. Things. Translates absolutely yeah. the energy. Um, I think for me, for clarity on it, uh, I want to have that there right now. We'll see as it goes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, like I no agree. harm Energetic comes shift. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking to that, my partner used to um, have a real, I love telling things on other people in my life that I love. <laughs> um, but he used to have a real scarcity and lack thing around work and that it wouldn't be good enough. And then um, he just like, we went through that terrible tragedy where he got left with $60,000 and the guy just fled. And after that, he worked so hard and, and it was just like, all of a sudden, everything energetically just came in and the work just, it doesn't stop coming. And he had so much work that by the time he was invoicing, he was like, I don't even care if I get it. This seems like, you know, it was high for his mindset mentality at that time. And he just did it out of a, a non-attached way and got, yeah. is getting everything. Like it's right. just, once you detach from the outcome, from control and just be like, okay, this is what it is. The, the frequency that you move into is it's mind blowing because mm -hmm. you you've let go of all of your subconscious commitments yeah. in that moment. I love it. I love it so much. Like detachment. We should do a whole thing on detachment. And and, and subconscious commitments. I was mm -hmm. yeah, working off script. Like yeah. um the there was something I'm sure you guys have seen it, but it's basically like did that person actually do something wrong or did they deviate from the script that you wrote for them? Yeah. And so like sort of the same thing, right? Is like losing attachment to and again, that was like something I learned was like, oh, wow, I've been, I have, I wrote your script and I'm getting mad at you for not adhering to it. That's a me thing. And then even that was one of the things I unpacked. I was like, oh, shoot. I didn't realize. You're so awesome. You put yeah. things in the best way sometimes. Like <laughs> I wrote you this story. This is the human you're supposed to be in my story that I have wrote for you. Yeah. How dare you? Novel, I'm the hero and I'm yeah. the wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my Amazing. Don't you tell me otherwise. <laughs> I will write you out. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Spiritual Boss. We so appreciate you listening. Um, please subscribe. It just really helps other people to find us. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, a share positive Spotify. Share on Spotify, share on social media. We are really happy about that. We would love some ideas from you guys if there's anything you want us to talk about. Um, let us know. You can message us um, individually or uh, email spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com or Instagram at the spiritual boss podcast. Peace in, peace out.